Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. So there is hope. (laughs) Is there hope? Because I feel like what we've really done here is just ripped apart sex as it stands. So what are we trying to get to? What are we trying to achieve? I know, I know that we've said before in podcasts and definitely having written in the books that actually sex isn't just the most incredible thing a human can do. It's more than that. It can. Safe to say that it connects us to our divinity. And there's a lot of actually sex is quite a beautifully spiritual thing as well. It can be. And so this is where I'm totally lost and where I want you to explain that better. (laughs) Because <laughs> I don't think I fully ever understand it. How is, what is, how is sex a divine act? Mm. Other than the fact that it connects us to our divinity. Well, how does it do that? How does <laughs> okay. it, why does it do that? Well, first, Explain the mechanics behind it. Maybe not the mechanics. I was going to say, I don't think you want me to go into the mechanics. Yeah. You had your own sex ed <laughs> and sexual experience. But I think, um, I feel bad because I, I was like, it wasn't the attention was not to... It, tear apart sex in the previous episodes it was really just to be able to take such an expanded spiritual lens and perspective that we could sort of begin to understand and see all this sexual dysfunction that's being played out and see it for what it is and why it is right because otherwise if you can't really as we've said before if you can't really see it from the most expanded perspective you get locked in the story and then you keep looping and looping and looping and you can never heal it And so effectively, what we were kind of trying to do is just sort of understand it, see it for what it is, hold it, so we could see where our karmic stories play through those. But then also after that, as we've said, when you render something meaningless, you can ascribe new meaning to it. And so this particular episode is, okay, well, if we've rendered this meaningless, as in those old sexual paradigms and stories and dysfunction as part of an old story... And not a story we ever really have to play in again if we can heal our karma and assuage our ego and move beyond. There is something else, something else to live for, if you will. So the first question is, how do you know when you've rendered the old versions of sex meaningless? If you really can listen to yourself, you are not satisfied by anything that you're really playing in when it comes to sex. Like you just get, it just gets icky. Yeah, you wake up and you think, you know, you wake up with somebody next to you and you're like, did I even like you? Do I even know your name? <laughs> you know, you have those moments of like, this isn't fun anymore. I'm not sure why I'm doing this. Okay. Right? And that and doesn't mean you, you have know. to stop having sex. It just means it's time to have sex differently. Yeah. It's time to maybe take a step back and, and examine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, um, but I'm saying is how do you know once you've rendered it meaningless? Okay. We have to answer another question before that. I guess that's why I kept saying what I was saying. Because I was like, I can't stop saying this, Rhea. <laughs> like, I'm, just, I'm sorry. Like, the train has left the station. I know. It's like, just, just fallen out of my mouth. <laughs> well, you can't until you understand the full meaning behind it and why I'm you're doing you. what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what we're trying to really get people to understand. So that's the first stage. Yeah. Understand the meaning behind what you're doing and why you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah, because most people don't, right? And then by doing that... I just get to a certain age, I start having sex, and then I don't stop having sex until I get married or something. And sometimes it feels good, and sometimes it feels like I'm getting something out of it, and sometimes it feels like I have to. Yeah, or that I wish I hadn't done it all. Yeah. I mean... So once we've looked at that... Yes, yes. 
And yes, you, now we can answer that. And you were having the icky feelings. You're like looking at someone going, what the fuck am I doing? That's when it's time to step back and ask these questions. Yes. And so once you've asked these questions and actually maybe looked at it differently mm-hmm. or just simply said, you know what? I'm not sure how I was doing it before works for me anymore. I think I've outgrown that. Mm-hmm. Yes. How does one know when you've rendered that meaningless then? When you're on the next day, what is the next day? Well, the moment you wake up and realize that is the moment you are confronting your karma, right? Yeah. And so your karma and all those feelings of not good enough is what needs to be resolved. And then before you can kind of move into that next stage of rendering it meaningless, right? Well, then if my karma, so my sense of good enough is no longer attached to how I approach my sexuality and my expression of my sexuality, then I can really move forward and make it what I want. So it's healing your karma that renders it meaningless and killing your ego. So when you've rendered something meaningless, then it's time to ascribe new meaning, right? Yeah. And you can only do that once you're out of your karma and you've killed your ego because you can't have anything informing that. Yeah. Right? Oh, well, now Aside the sex... Aside your desires. Yeah. So I'm only going to have sex with the person I marry because I'm tired of like sleeping around. Well, that's still your karma telling you what to do. That's still your ego trying to keep you safe. And within its prescribed identity. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So actually is creating new meaning to it, almost keeping it meaningless (laughs) in this instance, in that it can mean something different in every moment. Yeah. And it's as fluid as I am. Yes, that's true. But there remains a constant, even if it is somewhat meaningless because it's fluid, if you will, and it's based on how I'm feeling, because you have a constant, right? And that has to do with your happiness baseline. So as we've said, you know, where you are at in relationship to yourself will often be expressed in your relationship to sex. Yeah, because if you are willing to listen to yourself and just follow it, Mm -hmm. then everything is a lot more free. So your relationship to sex will be a lot more free. Exactly. So if you're feeling okay, sex may not be that great. It's okay. It might, some might be, some might not yeah, be. Yeah, otherwise, you know, it could be that you're feeling kind of meh over something and somehow sex just kind of liberates you in that moment and takes awkward. you out of your head. And that's amazing too. I mean, that's, to answer your question, like, how can sex be spiritual? Well, it's like that because it connects you to all of your bodies. And that's what brings you to consciousness. The weird thing is that Weirdly enough, because I was like, really, of all fucking words. So like hope, as we've defined, episode nine, season one, hope is an expression of our true heart's desires. And as we've said, how can you really know what you desire while you're in your karma and you have your ego and you hold fear, right? Because everything's informing. You can't really know. It's not about what you want or need, right? Once you're out of your karma and you've killed your ego and you're not in fear, it's not about any of that. It's just what you desire. Exactly. And those desires have remained suppressed and repressed and hidden away in order to give room for your karma, right? So Mm. once that karmic story is effectively done, you can turn back to hope and say, well, this is really what I want now. This is what I desire. And as you've experienced, and this is the power of sex and what sex can also do for us, is when we're really connected to our truest heart's desires. And it's not just sexually, but I'm just going to give that example of when you are so sexually charged and turned on, and I don't mean like a fucking rabbit where all you can think about is sex. But when you are so in touch with that desire, you become unstoppable, don't you? You start to touch upon this power within 
that makes it seem as if you are limitless. You I'm like most, listening. I'm like, so what you most desire, it just creates this ripple effect throughout our lives when we're on that level of existing from that space of desire. I am so turned on that I am bigger than my body. Mm. I reach beyond my body. Mm-hmm. My senses are beyond my body. Okay. So it's funny, like if you think about it, like at the beginning of a seduction, one touch can be so much bigger than one touch, mm-hmm. right? Whereas as the seduction continues, that one touch becomes less and less potent. So really that moment of being so turned on and so clear in your desire does make you feel bigger than your body. And in some ways, feeling that power mm-hmm. is power. Mm-hmm. It is your power. It is magic. It is it is what allows you to connect to something bigger than you. And I know that in the next season, we're going to be talking about magic a little bit more. So looking forward to that. But <laughs> it does allow something magical to begin. Mm-hmm. And whilst it's the easiest to understand it through that sexual desire, yes, it applies to every desire. It does. So that feeling of, oh my God, I want this so much, but like from just such a, I'm, it's coming out of my body way, mm-hmm. you could feel that way about anything. Yeah. The simplest way for us to understand, because it's such a human desire, yeah. that it does allow us to connect to all of our other desires. It just, it, it, that's how it happens. It just mm-hmm. reaches out and permeates. And so if you can think about how you feel when you are extremely turned on, mm-hmm. it's that feeling that we're talking about when it comes to magic. Mm-hmm. It's that feeling that we're talking about when it comes to creating your desires. Yeah. But we can just understand it so much better through sex mm. because we've been socialized to accept that that exists through sex. Mm-hmm. The beauty of what we're saying is that that can exist through everything. Mm-hmm. And so it's basically like you're having that amazing turned on feeling, writing a book, mm-hmm. taking a shower, anything. But because hope is a function of our true heart's desires, we also need to be fully conscious beings. And I don't even mean the higher consciousness bit. I just mean fully conscious. Well, if, if you think about what I was just saying about being bigger than your body, mm-hmm. it, is, it does involve your physical, emotional and mental bodies yes. to feel that. Mm-hmm. So it would naturally makes sense that you'd have to be conscious in order to access your desires in that way. Yeah. Because you're not just feeling them physically, but you're feeling them emotionally and mentally at the same time. And that's what allows you to be a holistic being. Because without it, I mean, you're only operating, yes, you could be operating from a purely physical space with sex, but that's not going to be the more expanded. And that's not going to make you feel super, super, super turned on in that way I've described. No, it's not. It's just enough. It's just that kind of quick fix. Mm. I'm horny. I mean, that's kind of how that works. Mm. But that's never going to fully satisfy. So I have a question. You know how like different people will magic in different ways, I assume. Mm -hmm. Are there some people who are naturally better to magic through sex or they're different to magic through different things? Yes. So like, for example, with me explaining that turned on language is very mm-hmm. natural to me. Yes. Would there be someone else who maybe wouldn't connect to it in that way because there'll be a different way for them to... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I thought you were going to tell more. 
I am going to. I'm just trying to. I'm waiting for that space to pause. Oh yeah, <laughs> so no, I can, I'm done. Like, here, like, <laughs> and then it then it pauses. And you, you smiled before, so I guess I asked the right. Well, question. no, because yeah, it's there's a sort of sexual manifestation practice out there, right? Think about what you want while you orgasm, or when you're having sex, or I mean, I think some even argue it's even possible during masturbation, which is like way less effective. But is that all true? Yeah, it's true to an extent. Again, this is a sort of, but that's a very limited practice, right? Because doing that doesn't necessarily speak to how conscious you are. Because your ability to magic or quote unquote manifest in that old school way. Just remember, manifestation was born out of a need to connect to the law of attraction through separation, right? So it, it has its function in separation. So that sort of form of manifestation worked because it connected you. It used life source and sexual power, which is also creator power, okay. which is why it's so potent. Okay. Will it continue to work in 5D? No. It's another practice that will also go by the wayside because 5D demands that you are connected to you. You are your own power source. Okay. So anything that must be for you has to come through you. Okay. Well, just imagine truly conscious beings having sex and engaging in sex. It's like, I mean... That's pretty mind-blowing. I mean, it's not like we've ever really experienced divine sex. Okay, so what's divine sex? So divine sex is how we bring the divine into everyday life. I don't understand. We have divine sex and then the divine is in everyday life. <laughs> it is, is how divine we experience... sex just another way of if the, the divine is in everyday life? That means we're also having divine sex. It's, it's, it's how we experience the divine in, while we are in human form. Specifically divine sex? Yes. I mean, it's not the only way to experience the divine in human form, but as you had said before, it is it, with desire, it is the simplest way okay. to do so while we are in human body. Okay. So, so basically whether, all the spiritual stuff that say, be chaste and do not use your sexual That's not spiritual. Desires. That was religion. Yeah. That's not true. No, not at all. Okay. Again, that was just one of the main tent poles, mm. just telling you how to give mm. up your power so that they can control mm. and... So once we're having lives. divine sex, we can then infuse our whole lives with divine as a result. Yeah. So like just as if some people swear by meditating every day and they feel like the divine is in their whole lives yeah. as a And result. they feel peace everywhere they yeah. go and all the time. So we yeah, can do it's it through the same sex thing. or meditation. Precisely. And what's and more fun? Yeah. You tell me. <laughs> well, I mean, someone might disagree with me. True. But obviously meditation. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, you literally got whiplash. <laughs> I was like, what? That's not what you were going to say, was it? <laughs> but why is that? Why is that? Well, that's it's B2. Oh, because, because, well, first of all, the divine is all joy, happiness, bliss, etc. But where does that come from? It's because, <laughs> you know, etc. Yeah, etc. That stuff that we talk about in other seasons. But it's because life force is a power generator for us, right? And so the more divine sex we experience, the greater our life force so, so is that of life force, that feeling of being bigger than our bodies? No, it, that sounds good and you can almost seem like it, but it's why we are alive. It is what literally sources us. Okay. So the greater our life force, the more power we have. And so the more power we have, the more creator energy we have. The more creator energy we have, the deeper our purpose can become. So it's huge. I mean, it's huge. And is that the only way to get more life force is through divine sex? No, it's just the most accessible Okay, we could also do the meditation option. Well, and it has to be a certain type of meditation, by yeah. the way. <laughs> like, it can't just be any type of meditation. But is it that life force channel from our spiritual body then? 
Yes, it allows us to access our spiritual body, which is why sex is so appealing for people, even though they don't understand why. And probably also why it was so controlled for so long, because if really that allowed us to access such power, yeah. then no wonder people didn't want us to access it, because it physically gave us magic powers. Yeah. Effectively. Yeah. How cool is that? It's very cool. But you can understand why then we have so many lifetimes of it having become so corrupted and warped that we are where we are mm. right so and basically so, we're saying that sex is not what we think it is sex is actually a portal to the divine yes cool but we cannot access that portal fully and see it for what it is until we heal all the ways in which we have destroyed it fine and wow this is making me see it in a very different way yeah it's, I mean, this is huge, right? It's even bigger, but we cannot get to or even grasp even a minor portion of what this idea really means until we can really confront all the sexual dysfunction, which is why we had two episodes about it. Question, can you have divine sex alone? No. And does it have to be with another being of higher consciousness? Yes. And it's not even about being with like one person of higher consciousness. It can be more, right? It doesn't matter the number of people we are with at any given time sexually. It is all about our consciousness. So I've got a question. How does one know they're in higher consciousness? Okay. Well, to be fully conscious, you are connected and wholly healed in your physical, mental, and emotional bodies, right? So the spiritual body comes in once we have effectively killed our karma, killed our fear, and our ego. You kill some of your karma and your fear and your ego when you're becoming conscious. So it's not like... Yeah, no, it's not as if you become conscious and then you have to do all these three, things. That you're exactly. naturally doing them anyway. Yes. You just finish the job. Yeah, you just finish the job. Yeah, because you just recognize there's really no need anymore. Because mm. once you're fearless, you think, well, mm. wait, maybe my ego isn't mm. serving me the way I thought it was, mm. right? And so, yeah, you've already successfully killed enough or done away with enough by the time you've got there. And but it's the ego that holds on the longest. And the ego loves to play games, as we know. So the ego does tend to keep us trapped in this kind of... It keeps us pompous. Yeah. Or pious, depending. Pious to the ego. And actually, now as you say that, it makes perfect sense because... In order for us to have this divine sex, mm -hmm. we must recognize that we are divine. <laughs> or we must recognize that at least we are tapping into something greater than ourselves in this act, mm -hmm. which means we need to be already open to yeah. a higher type of consciousness. Mm -hmm. And whilst we may not be fully in it until we are karmaless, fearless, and egoless, mm -hmm. we can still have an understanding of that spiritual body before. So this, I'm not just, you know, we're not speaking to the tiny 0.01% of the population here. No, no, We all. are saying generally, like, because as I would say, having this kind of, let's say, even precursor divine sex, so just sex from a more divine place. A conscious place. Even a conscious place. Yeah. Actually moves you through all your karma, your ego, and your fear quicker. It does. Because I guess for the same reason is that it's getting us to that same goal, right? It is. It is. And again, and that's why sex is so powerful and so meaningful in, in that way, right? It can serve many functions and different meanings depending on where we're at. Mm. And I know enough people who found that sex was just a great way in which to burn out some of their issues. Because they gained confidence, they gained a different relationship to their bodies, a different relationship to their emotions. There's so much that gets wrapped up that sex releases. Mm. The key in this part of the damage that we end up often contributing to is that we tell ourselves then we must have sex in order to heal, right? 
which is bullshit also. Yeah. It's about listening to ourselves with regards to sex. That's the healing part. Mm-hmm. It might be that we don't want to. It might exactly. be that we do. And it's about honoring what we actually want to do with sex. Mm-hmm. That's the bit that yes. matters. It really does. But then I guess my one question that falls from that, and it's weird, I was thinking about it this morning. Okay. What happens if we want to work through some of our issues, through sex, we want to have sex, but we're just maybe not getting enough of it or mm. we're getting it sporadically? We, we cannot use sex to heal everything. It, that doesn't right. work either, right? Because just, just because it becomes it's a, another crutch, especially it does, as it involves exactly. someone else. It just becomes, it becomes a dependent relationship. Mm. So if we're, if we're not getting it and we're convinced that that's the way to heal, then we need to look at the, <laughs> we need to look at why. <laughs> mm. And if we're not getting it and we're really upset about it, we also probably need to look at why. Exactly. Exactly. Because if it's going to serve our healing process, it will come. And what about once we're healed and we want it, but it hasn't come? In short answer, it's because then you're not in flow. The third purpose to divine sex has everything to do with expansion, right? So the more we're experiencing the divine in everyday life, right? Where our desires are bringing forth joy, happiness, bliss, and so on. And the more life force we are generating, which brings us to creator energy, which then brings us deeper into our purpose, the more expanded we become. And the more expanded we become, the less of our human waste we experience. And by human waste, I thought this was such an interesting phrase from guidance. It's all the shit we experience as a function of being in human body. Like what? Like paying like our the, bills? Yeah, like all the bullshit of our lives. in right down to our karma, which we say is the shit that happens. So basically, the more joyful sex, let's say before divine sex, yeah. you have, the more life force you can access. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, the more creative energy you can access. Yeah. And therefore, the less our life feels so weighed down by the crap. Just as much as we talk about spiritual bypass, for a lot of people, there's sexual bypass. A good portion of my life is is spent, you know, being a sexual being. I'm able to also bypass all this human bullshit because, you know, here I am just lost in my sexual desires and needs. And that becomes like a crutch, as you said, right? Yeah, but a good crutch. <laughs> could be a very pleasurable one yes <laughs> I wouldn't say a good crutch <laughs> but that's the thing is it like I know you know to quote the song and the episode <laughs> but like two or three or four become one mm-hmm. <laughs> it's also a bit like oneness in there as well right like so you can really feel like I find what's so interesting like what is the difference between a male and a female body hmm. really just a slight energy shift everything else mm-hmm. is exactly the same and you know, you start really seeing how we're all, I remember being on a nude beach once, I wasn't actually nude, which now, you know, which, I mean, to be honest, if I just didn't want to burn in places that I that hadn't ever seen the sun before. <laughs> um, but I remember looking around and thinking, wow, we're all just one body. Mm-hmm. We're all the same. Yeah. You know, some are bigger, smaller, really is not a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, some men had boobs and some women had none. You know, it just, we are all one body. Yeah. And I feel like when we are in that space of joining with others, mm-hmm. we stop being about the individual and we stop being about the group of individuals that make up a collective. Yeah. And that's quite special because I guess the more of that we have, the more we can shine our light, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I've made a leap that I don't understand. But, <laughs> but oneness and spirit is going to be a leap. Divine sex is going to be quite a leap if we can't even just have like whole healed sex. Right. Right. Between whole healed beings who just kind of maybe respect each other and maybe kind of like Mm. 
like each other, but it's not about more than that. So, and that's okay. What happens then when you put love into the mix? Because obviously, like, so that's where you have the divine sex. So we were talking about how to getting to divine sex and the purpose of divine sex, right? And now it's like so love, so shining your light, which is where the oneness is, etc. And the love, that's where you reach divine sex. So love is what moves sex into the realm of the unknown. Okay, and now I'm already, and now I'm confused. <laughs> we think we know sex and then we don't. Oh, so basically it's once we bring love into sex, mm-hmm. real love as in shining our light for others to see love yes. into sex, yes. it becomes something we've never experienced before. Exactly. Like 5D, because we don't know what 5D looks like in human form, do we? We've yeah. never experimented with that since we've never really been... F- divine loving beings before shiny happy people exactly the shiny happy people that we're supposed to be or that we are it just remains to be seen and discovered and i think that's really cool i think does anyone know on this planet yet um i think anyone who's in higher consciousness will have have sought to experience it but no and even and i say that with great humility because i think most so if you're really looking at who are the higher conscious indivi- higher conscious individuals, right? You either have really young generations of people, maybe they're just starting to have sex, but you know, it's a little confusing and weird. You have these body parts, etc. You have a good body. Sex even is, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But then you have older generations who might have like required burning out their bullshit and stuff. So they could still be while very open and loving, can. there could also be a sort of wiring in there. Right. How do you rewire then? Practice. Literally rewire. Literally rewire. Okay. So the more you experience something, the more normal it becomes. So exactly. as I like to term, experience makes normal. Yeah. So experience makes normal, right? Which means maybe you just need to go out and have a ton of sex. I yeah. don't know. Or it's, it's also humility. It's also, and it goes back to the previous episode where we said, you know, if you can't be honest about where you're at sexually, either your sexual history, your sexual desires, who you are as a sexual being, as in terms of like what you want. I mean, it, what you want isn't necessarily about desire either, right? It could be, I'm not really interested in bringing in a threesome or having an open relationship, but the person I want seems to really want to go in that direction. I mean, we're going to be confronting so many things because we do not know who we are as sexual beings, really. We only know who we were told to be mm. and how we were told to behave. And so we're constantly reacting and responding to that, those structures rather than making to... choices, new choices. Exactly. Yeah. So it's going to be different for every individual. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, we just don't know what that's going to look like fully, but however it will be manifested in this reality for each individual, it's going to be their highest expression. What does right? that mean? Their highest expression is their most divine expression as in where they operate vibrationally, which is a frequency and generally for a highly sensitive being, they're not going to necessarily want multiple partners because they're going to feel so sensitive and in tune with who they're with. It's going to be difficult for them to constantly switch, which means it might seem like they'll mate for life, which is not necessarily going to be that easy when they realize that a lot of people are just want to be in flow. <laughs> so it's going to be very, it's going to get a little weird as people figure it out. The point of being embodied is to be embodied fully, mm. right? And so simulated sex is not does not count. You can't connect your physical body, i.e., conscious, mm-hmm. if you're not in your physical body doing it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Or if you're just doing it with a doll. Because look, I mean, when we talked about growth and evolution before, I always used, as we know, I always used cringe. to think about, no, sad. no, cringe or sad, I, I'd be scared. Because for me, growth and evolution meant pain and suffering mm -hmm. and losing things. Yeah. And it took me a long time to fully allow myself to believe that growth and evolution meant more joy, more bliss, more happiness, rather than less. Mm -hmm. And it took me even longer to understand that one, because one of the greatest gifts is to be in body, uh, sorry, one of the greatest gifts of being in body is having sex, Yeah. that actually becoming a more conscious person, more growing and evolving, doesn't mean less sex. <laughs> She says just, with less derision in her voice. I know. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Yes. It doesn't mean less sex at all. It actually no, means better sex, all. different mm -hmm. sex. Because yeah. as we grow and are able to hold more potential, mm -hmm. more possibility, more joy, more happiness, more everything, mm -hmm. then the acts that we take part in have to have more joy, more potential, more et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Which means that as we grow, so does sex. Yes. And the thing is, is that... Essential. So sex is an essential component to this because it is a fundamental part of being and thriving as a human. It totally is. You know? Otherwise, like, you know, I always say the joke is like, how can I hate my body when it gives me so much pleasure? Yeah. You know, how can... Like, mm. There's got to be pleasure in this life. Yeah. Otherwise, absolutely. really, there is no point. No, absolutely not. And that was always the part and fun of being human was just being able to be in body and experience these things, right? Yeah. So we're not meant to. I don't care who says you know, going, being celibate or becoming celibate is the, the fastest way to the divine. That's bullshit. Yes, maybe for some. Maybe. You know what? I take it back. Maybe for some it worked. Maybe. I'll... I'll... We'll remain open-minded. Yes. Yes. Who am I to say? Mm. Fine. Fair. And also, it's not about forcing yourself to have sex when you don't want to. As we no. said earlier, it's no. about doing whatever you want to do in regards to it. And what you most desire. But understand mm. that to be in human body makes you a sexual being. Mm. And honor that to the best of our ability, where whatever that means as well, yeah. without allowing the karma or the ego or the fears to influence that. That has damaged us even further, that we don't yet know what it means to be fully healed beings who are going to have sex, right? Yeah, but we're not something to look forward to. But we're not evolving toward becoming sexless beings. That's not the point of becoming spiritual. And that needs to be said, I think, many, many times over, mm. is that the more spiritual you become, you know... The more, the more connected you realize you are, the more connected you want to be, mm -hmm. effectively, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, like, I feel, if I was, if I was going to be this kind of spiritual, I don't know, person that just dropped me into my body, let's yeah. say... Like, what would I think? I kind of think, okay, well, I'm here for this human experience. Yes. So I'm going to squeeze out <laughs> as much as I can from it. Yeah. And because sex matters so much to humans, this probably is one of the ways in which I'll get it and I'll learn and evolve through this very kind of human story and experience. Yeah. A. B. It's great fucking fun. Yeah. So why wouldn't I do this right. rather than go on a hike? <laughs> I can't see you hiking. <laughs> I mean, uh, by force. <laughs> So I guess in some ways, even though sex isn't required for our growth and evolution, as we've said like a thousand times, it's just more understanding that our relationship to sex is reflecting our relationship to ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's more, it's understanding that sex can really be a tool that can help us 
grow into that evolution because it yes. teaches us. It moves us through our, our soul's evolution. Yeah. It does. It makes sense because yeah. it teaches us about joy and bliss and mm -hmm. harmony. Yeah. All the things that we are evolution, uh, evolutioning, <laughs> evolving <laughs> yes. uh, toward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what makes it so magical and so powerful. When you are really in touch with your desires, like, and admitting it, that's where you stop getting the icky feeling. The relationship we had to our bodies and all of our bodies will speak to our relationship to sex, right? So as we really approach, I mean, I guess, so when they talked about how this is something we're going to be looking at and playing in for like the next several years, and I don't mean playing in sexual dysfunction, I also just mean seeing it. And having fun it. in it, maybe. Well, not in the sexual dysfunction hope. No, no, having fun in the sex way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and still having sex. This is not all that, it's just going to be awful and messy and this is all we're predicting. The whole point is, is that... I mean, sex is one of the places you can learn through joy. Take advantage, guys. Yes, please. Yeah, I mean, this is not for everyone to always just to go down the messy road. But our point is, is that if we're going to be having to witness, bear witness to all the sexual dysfunction in all the many ways over the next several years sexual dissatisfaction is going to be a big thing and that's going to really be impacting people's view of relationships people's view mm. of marriage right can marriage marriage will survive somehow the institution itself as we've known it, it will not because we've already seen it crumble but it doesn't mean that it won't somehow continue it just has to be rendered meaningless in order to be ascribed new meaning right so in the case of open relationship, open marriages, that's also kind of drawing up a lot of deeply wounded stuff, not just between the masculine and feminine, but that the institution of marriage had kind of just wrought on individuals. So it's going to be interesting. But no wonder everyone's dissatisfied <laughs> in their sexual lives if they are hiding from all their shit. Mm -hmm. Because actually what they're saying is they're, dis is they're dissatisfied from their lives. Yeah. And... I mean, I don't know, I've said it a lot of times, I'll probably say it a million times again, you know, for me, sex is a great barometer of how healed you are. Mm -hmm. Can I be in my power? Can I own my desires? Mm -hmm. Can I be present? Can I not care about what happens in the morning, mm -hmm. but just be able to enjoy the now? And can I see how none of this has any impact on how good enough I am? Mm -hmm. Because I already am enough. And this is just another way of me expressing that. So if harmony and flow underpin... You're like, okay. No, I think it's great. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, I feel like there was like one more thing to be said because this is what I'm like, this is what I'm trying to understand. Yeah. I'm trying really hard to impart this because I think it needs to be said, even if it wasn't in the outline. If harmony and flow underpin 5D, where does sex fit in? Are we just going to be in flow sexually? Is in are we just going to be sleeping with whomever? Is this a free, as you like to say, like a sort of free love concept of, you know, we're just going to be free to fuck whomever? And um, is that is that what I was curious? I was like, is that really what this looks like? Or, or you know, yeah. what is this concept we have? And the answer is a no. So it could for certain people, right? But once you are a fully fledged 5d being as in you have done all your shit and taking care of everything and you have all that freedom because freedom again is what underpins 5d as well ironically you have nothing to react to you're free to be whomever and as a whole person 
it is likely that you're not going to want to be having sex with a whole lot of other people. Well, also you just, you're just going to be a bit more discerning as to who you have sex with. Yeah. Yeah. Sexual partners may fall by the wayside, but nature pours a vacuum. So new ones will step in their place. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.